What does an alien wall, robot drones, and a factory have in common? All this and more coming up on this episode of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about strong and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. Contrary to what I said in the last intro, this is actually episode 30. Get ready to dance to the theme right about now. Welcome back to the show. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Lee. Here's some nerdy news you might want to use. News. Batwoman had its series premiere on Sunday night on The CW. This series is headed by Ruby Rose, and it rounds out a trifecta of DC female-led superhero shows on The CW, along with Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. Supergirl also had its fifth season premiere on Sunday. I'm very anxious about this new season because of what transpired at the end of last season, but I am loving Supergirl's new outfit. I never understood how running around in a tiny skirt was comfortable in any way. But then again, I've always been a shorts and t-shirt kind of gal when I'm running around the world. So there's that. Lastly, if you're new to the Lasers and Lockets family, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. As a reminder, you can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify, so you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app pretty much anywhere. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave a positive review on your app of your choice. This really helps us to grow and improve. Thank you so much for joining us. On with the show! Tonight's episode is all about the USA Network series Colony. It ran from 2016 to 2018 for a total of three seasons. It was canceled too early in my opinion. It follows the Bowman family living in Los Angeles in the aftermath of an alien occupation which split up the world into colonies or blocks. The city is being run by what they call a transitional authority, or military rule. Drones kill people indiscriminately. Anyone found out after curfew is killed or captured and taken to the factory. The rich, with questionable morals, that is the key, are powerful in the government. Will Bowman is recruited to work for the occupation after he's captured in an attempt to cross the wall to find his son. His wife, Katie Bowman, is secretly part of the resistance. She feeds information that she learns from her husband's position to the resistance. The series is going to suck you right in like it did me, I think. The most frightening thing about Colony is the realism of the circumstances that occur immediately before and after the occupation begins. An EMP, or electromagnetic pulse, is detonated in the atmosphere just before the landing, and it wipes out all electronic devices including cars, phones, computers, etc., it was super eerie because that is a very real possibility, and can you imagine what would happen to our world? Our entire world is run on technology. The series will make you feel many, many things. For example, at the end of Season 2, Episode 4, my eyes got very misty on the train on my way to work. <clears throat> Anywho... Let's dive into the main female characters of complexity. Katie Bowman, 
Maddie, Jennifer McMahon. Oh, I think that's the last one. And Jennifer McMahon. Let's go ahead and start with Maddie. Yeah, we'll start with Maddie. Maddie is Katie Bowman's sister. Her husband was presumably killed in the arrival as he was on an airplane in the air when the EMP was detonated. She sees a way into the green zone, the area where the wealthy and elite live, and she takes that opportunity. She knows about fine art, and she gains employment with Nolan Burgess's wife. Nolan Burgess is a high-up member of the Transitional Authority, and his wife is sending the fine art to the hosts or the aliens. Maddie, to me, is best described as scrappy and resourceful. She will stop at nothing to protect her son and get him the important insulin that he needs to survive. See, the hosts feel diabetes is a disease for which they do not need to keep people alive. It's a waste of resources, they say. These hosts are pretty terrible, as you come to learn. Maddie's focus is her family, but she also holds some ambition. Maybe ambition is not the right word. Maddie uses her connections to carefully position herself. She's calculating. Maybe that's a better word to describe her. She's calculating like her sister, but in a much smarter way, I feel. When the wife of Nolan Burgess starts to sour towards her, Maddie sees the writing on the wall, so to speak, and does what she must to secure her place in the green zone. What she does is cold, but well played. I believe she really does grow to love Nolan, or at least she starts to as much as she will allow herself to feel anything. Maddie is a minor character, but she's an interesting one at that. By the end of season two, we don't really know what happens to her. Um, So she kind of, her storyline sort of dies off at that point. Next, let's take a look at Jennifer McMahon. Jennifer is initially believed to be a collaborator or someone who is willing to work with the transitional authority and the hosts. Somebody who doesn't really have a soul is what they're kind of thought of. Jennifer works for Homeland Security with Will Bowman. She's understandably upset with the resistance. Her fiancé was killed in a terrorist attack by the resistance shortly after the arrival of the aliens. In fact, it wasn't the aliens that killed him. He was an ER doctor, and there was a terrorist attack on the hospital, and he was killed in that. Will initially judges Jennifer as being a blind follower of the occupation. However, we learn so, so much more about her character. She is a fascinating person. In order to discuss her in some depth, I do need to get a little bit spoilery, so you're forewarned. Haha. Jennifer was brought into Homeland Security as an officer. Before the arrival, she managed a database for an online matchmaking site. Yes, she worked for an online dating site. Her skill set, though, makes her good at finding information. She's underestimated at almost every turn. She's observant, careful, and great at finding people. This makes her a powerful force for good in her own quiet way. Jennifer is resistant to forming attachments to other people. 
It's only been a year or so since the arrival, and she's still quite tender about the death of her fiancé. She's, for all intents and purposes, a loner type. She keeps to herself, but she does start to warm and trust Will and Bo a bit as the series goes on. I don't know if trust is the right word. Yeah, I think that's the only way to describe what she starts to build with Bo and Will. She wants to believe that there is still good in the world, that not everyone is out for themselves alone. You know, that's one thing that you see glimpses of throughout the world of Colony. The resistant spark in many people. Jennifer has it in a really subtle, defiant way, but it is there. And that's something that I found super interesting about the series, is that you see the good and the bad in everybody. You see what makes them who they are. And Jennifer is definitely one of those characters that is pretty subtle, but you see her develop through the series. Of all the characters in the series, um, Jennifer holds the strongest morality. I was drawn most to her character's sense of right and wrong and her desire to do as little harm as possible. Even when the universe smacks her right in the face, she does the honorable thing. Even when she had an opportunity to sell everyone else out to save herself, she refused to be that kind of person. The arrival showed who people really were when they're pushed to their edge, and Jennifer showed exactly the kind of person that she was, and it was beautiful and heartbreaking all at the same time. If by the end of episode four in season two, you aren't saying no, no, at the screen, I don't know how to help you. (laughs) This leads me to the final character of the night, Katie Bowman. My feelings about Katie Bowman are extremely complicated, and I hold much disdain for her, but this doesn't make her a flat character. She is pretty complex. I have a hard time relating to her or being compassionate about her decisions. I think this is a good example, though, of a complex, difficult character to discuss. We can explore moral corruptness in stark dichotomy with the most moral character in the series, Jennifer. And Katie being moral corruptness, I feel... Katie, in the episode titled Brave New World, says, quote, When this is over, however it ends, I will not be one of those mothers who has to look at her children in the eye and tell them that she did nothing, close quote. This statement is very telling in more ways than one. And really, it is important because I believe that Katie believes and justifies her actions by this statement. Katie is naturally deceptive. Jennifer saw it in her very brief interactions with her. Will's boss sees it when she speaks to Katie privately. Even when Katie had an opportunity to break the facade and be honest with the people closest to her who loved her, she just kept building and building the lies. Her deception with her husband is exceedingly frustrating. If she'd been honest with him from the beginning, so so many things would have gone better for everyone. Katie is directly responsible for the deaths of at least three people during the course of the first and second seasons. And yet, 
she still has some semblance of emotion, of feelings and empathy for other people. This is what makes her so complex. After the first death, she's sick about it, but she justifies that she did it to save Will. Sadly, she makes a lot of decisions without enough information. Again, if she had just spoken to Will, she would have known that the target was actually not a bad person and was not loyal to the hosts or the occupation. She could have been a great ally. Katie often justifies her actions as protecting her family, but I think she loses sight of what she's really fighting for and it ends up being about preserving her own life alone. She does try harder in season two to be more open with her husband, and her character grows a fair bit over the course of the series. I can't say that I ever started to feel empathy for her, because her moral compass is continually suspect, but I can understand some of her choices. Like I said before, an apocalyptic event like The Arrival definitely shows who people become under duress, and this series does an excellent job of showing the human spirit for better and for worse. Overall, Colony is a very compelling and thought-provoking series. And the way that they wrote the characters, again, for good or for bad, makes them complex and makes you understand circumstances that are beyond something that you could definitely um, have, have experienced or understood. Like I said, while I don't agree with what Katie did, I can understand some of the decisions that she made. And that, my friends, is what is so important about science fiction and fantasy entertainment. You may not actually live through any of these types of things. In learning about other characters that are different from ourselves, we learn empathy and how to be better people ourselves. We learn how somebody else reacts, and while we may not agree with it, we can understand it and move forward in more of an empathetic space. Colony is heartbreaking and hopeful and beautiful. It's a good piece of storytelling with strong female characters. I can always tell when a series gets me thinking because I want to interject in talking about it um, into everyday life like at work, in a meeting. I'm adulting so hard, nerdy friends. So hard. <laughs> Colony is an easy recommendation for me. You can find it on Netflix in the United States and hopefully elsewhere. If you can't find it there, you can always purchase it on iTunes or you could probably find it on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't think it's on Hulu, but you can definitely check there as well. This brings us to the question of the episode, gentle listeners. Do you have a favorite apocalyptic series or movie? I would love to hear yours over on Twitter. You can tweet us at LasersLockets or join us over on our Discord channel. The link is in the show notes. And that's it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. Join us back here in two weeks. Until then, don't get caught out after curfew. Watch for hidden cameras in your smoke detectors. And if you hear a drone coming, hide under the armored vehicle. Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right.